0: It is Friday, June 3rd, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by our friends over at Shady Rays, the best-looking sunglasses in the entire business, and they'll hook you up when you inevitably break them or lose them. I have done both. They will replace them. That's the way to go. Look who is back. It is none other than the European traveler, Trevor Plouffe. Plumpy, it is so good to have you back, my friend. How'd it go?
1: It went amazing. It feels good to be back talking, shop with my guy, C. Rose, who you look incredible. I leave, you get more handsome. I don't know how that happens. But um look, Europe was great, Italy was great. Uh, but I'm an American man, and I love our pastime so much. I can't wait to just chop it up. We were supposed to have fluffball questions for me today because you know I've been out of the loop a little bit. Sorry, Joe Girardi, you gone. Now we have to talk about all that. So I guess let's just get into it.
0: Yeah, so you know what? You can actually give him some pointers on where to go on his next vacation because, unfortunately, he's got plenty of time. He was dismissed two and a half seasons into his contract with the Philadelphia Phillies today, 22-29 and 29 overall. They are seven games under five hundred. They are 12 back in the East. They are five and a half out of the third and final wild card spot as we speak. As for Joe Girardi, he actually spoke to MLB Network Radio. You know, I think you can overcome sometimes one thing, maybe even two, but sometimes when it's more than that, I think it's somewhat difficult because I, you know, I can look back on this last week when we were, I don't know, three and seven. And I think realistically, we probably should have been seven and three. Well, that's going to fall on me because we weren't. And, and I understand that. And, um, I just pray that you know that they get better and um, they get to the playoffs.
1: Are you surprised? I, I kind of am. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like the managerial position has moved into like hitting coach territory, where we're just going to start dismissing these guys a couple years in, a couple years in, and start rotating them, which. You know how I feel about managers. I feel like, you know, there are good managers. I don't want to take away from the position completely, but they're not playing the game. Okay. And they're also not assembling the team. They might have a a faint voice in how the team gets assembled, but I promise you, Joe Girardi wasn't in there, you know, deciding on who was going to be signed. He just wasn't. Okay. They went all in on the bats. They said, screw feeling. They're the worst fielding team in baseball right now. That's, that's not going to get it done, and you know the bats inevitably are going to go cold. Like you can't be a hitting team throughout 162. Okay, so when the fielding's not there, the hitting's not there, then you follow with some injuries. Like bad, bad parts of the season are going to happen, and there's nothing a manager can do about it. And he's right about you know three and seven could be seven and three in baseball very quickly. Uh, but unfortunately for Joe, like I said, this this position, this managerial position, has become replaceable. And I don't think it should be. I really don't think it should be that way.
0: But so are you saying that no manager should ever get fired?
1: I'm not saying that. I don't think you should in the middle of a season, unless there's obviously some other stuff, like just an underachieving team. Well, I don't, I don't really believe in that.
0: Okay. So while you were away and I'm sure you did not have, you know, you weren't privy to this column, but there was something that popped out of Philadelphia where several players, families told the players, you guys don't look like you're having fun. Even when you're winning games, and to me, that was the death knell. That means that is all on the manager and what is going on behind the scenes. We're not privy to this information, okay? We're not. We're not in the clubhouse day in and day out. Even people that are close to the team and cover it might not hear exactly what's going on. But you have been in clubhouses, I'm sure, where you're like, the energy just ain't here. And sometimes when that happens, you're not going to swap out all 26 guys. Certainly not guys that have nine-figure deals or $79 over four years or whatever it may be, that's and those guys were brought in to bring things together. Castellanos is like an energy dude. Schwarber, the guys in the north side of Chicago, loved him because of what he brought to the team, in addition to him smacking homers. Am I wrong here?
1: You're you're not wrong. And you need people like an Eduardo Escobar in clubhouses. And I don't really know who that would be in the Phillies Clubhouse. You need someone that brings that energy every day. That's not the manager, though. That's not the manager's job to go into the clubs. In fact, the manager stays out of the clubhouse most of the time. So, you know, I I talked to Kyle Gibson, I don't know, a week ago when I was in Italy. You know, I tweeted out about I think Rosenthal put an article out about how firing Girardi wouldn't solve the problems, which Mm -hmm. he was right about that. And Gibby said, uh, you know, look, we're we're about to, you know, pick up some steam here and get things going. He's like, you know, this is a team that can really do it. He was still he still believes in the team. And he he did not mention, hey, man, we're we're performing poorly because Joe Girardi is here or anything like that. He believed in the team 100%. I don't think, you know, we can listen to some players, uh, family members about the energy on the field. Look, you're losing, you're underperforming. It's going to come off that way sometimes. And it takes a person in the clubhouse to change that. So maybe that's what they're missing. You know, someone in the clubhouse getting that energy and saying, you know what, fuck it, guys. We're we're underachieved right now, but... You can point to, you know, and they have. The players have come and said this. You can point to two years in the last three that these teams that have won the World Series were underperforming, the Braves and the Nationals. And we don't know. I mean, I don't know if the Phillies are as good as those teams. I don't know. I I mean, I I still believe in them. They've got me hooked. Um, Right. But I I just don't think it's the manager's job to feed the clubhouse energy. It's just not.
0: So he's part of it. It's Yeah, I mean, he's part of it. And people, Philly fan will say, well, what about his bullpen moves? questionable at times but you could almost point to the other 29 guys in the league and say the same thing i mean if you really want to you know dissect everybody's move each and every day once again we don't know which guys in the bullpen are available which guys are bothered by a little something that that sort of shit happens in every clubhouse um and then there's the other side of philly fan that'll say this is all on dombrowski we knew that they were trying to thread a very thin needle (laughs) with the roster construction here very thin and we know that they're they're not worst in defensive run saved. They can thank the San Francisco Giants for having somebody below them. But the rest of the, it's just been a disaster. An all out disaster. And I listen, I know Joe Girardi a little bit having worked with him up at MLB Network. He's a really nice human being, but he eats the same breakfast every day. And what I mean by that is he is rigid, dude. He is rigid. What? There is not There's no sway. He can't go to the menu at a restaurant. If we're going to go have breakfast together one day and look at it, he doesn't need it because he knows exactly what he's thinking. And I'm not so sure that that's the way you can run a professional franchise these days. You have to have some flexibility.
1: Yeah, but it's not just him. He's got a coaching staff too. It's not like Joe Girardi's in there by himself. And I love Rob Thompson. I'm happy he's getting a shot. I think he's had 32 years in the MLB and hasn't been a manager. 15, I know he's interviewed, diff- he's interviewed a couple of, he's interviewed a couple different times. I got to play with him when he was under Gabe uh, in Philly, so I got to know Rob. We would do crosswords together and stuff, and I really, really enjoy him. And he's very prepared, uh, and I hope that he is maybe the little, little spark that changes. I mean, this is a big move, so like if you're in the clubhouse and your manager gets fired, it's like okay, like it, there is a little bit of a wake up call. So is Dombrowski pulling that card? Like maybe he's pulling that card. But um, I don't know, like Gabe wasn't Gabe Kapler wasn't Philadelphia enough for Philadelphia. That that was said, right? Right. Joe Durante was supposed to be very Philadelphia like. So now where do they go? They go to Rob and is, is he there? And then they search for another one in the offseason like.
0: Well, yeah, I think that's the way it's going to play out because as we, it's you roster know, construction.
1: We, it's roster construction, man.
0: OK, but we, you just said three minutes ago that you still believe in them. Do you still? I don't know do they, why, like, though. Is I guess the question is is the season salvageable? That's what Philly fans want to know today. Do we still have a shot with the highest payroll in team history, fourth highest in the league? It's almost 230 million. Do we have a shot? Yes,
1: <laughs> but they had a shot with Girardi, too. Okay, this has nothing to do with the new manager. Okay, the reason I think they have a shot is I still believe uh, that they can pitch. Okay, and they are we're getting to the point of that Mets schedule that's very daunting. Now, they've what is it, 12 and a half game lead over the Phillies. So like, you really probably wanted that a little bit closer. Uh, But they're going to have to win this division. I don't believe a wild card is going to come out. um, Hey, did you
0: stop right there? They're they're, they're not winning this division. They're going to have to win this division if they want to make the playoffs, though. That's true. I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. I think that they could be better than several of the teams in front of them in the wild card chase.
1: Who? And you think Joe's... they'd be better than the Padres? You think they'd be better than the Giants? You think they could be better than the, the Cardinals? I don't think so.
0: The uh, Joes made a great point yesterday, and I didn't realize this until he said it. He said that they have yet to play the Washington. That they're going to play 19 times. That is a team that if they go 15 and four, like, like they legitimately have to go. 15 and four against them in order to have any sort of shot. They just do. It's, it's that simple. So, so what you're agreeing, they have a chance. Yeah, I, I still believe in them, but it's, it's barely, um, you know, uh, John Heyman threw out a tweet that was really interesting. He said that the guys that Philly interviewed a couple, I guess when Girardi was up for the job were two of the guys were Buck, Joe Alter and Dusty Baker. And I, I retweet, I think I quote tweeted and I said, I love both those guys. Would the situation have been any different today?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I really don't. And that's, you know, my stance on managers, like they're, they play a part, but they're not, they shouldn't. I said, I put this out in a tweet. I said, they shouldn't be the hero or the scapegoat.
0: (sighs) I feel for you, Philly fan. If there's any listening live on the amp app and you want to, you want to get something off your chest, please do. Uh, Real quickly, the Phillies are five and a half back of the wild card chase for the third wild card, which is presently held by the San Francisco Giants. Padres are the top wild card, and then the Cardinals, and then it's the Giants. The teams in between Philadelphia and the Holy Grail for wild card. Arizona, not sure I believe in them. Atlanta, I do believe in them. Colorado, no. Pittsburgh, no. Cubs, no. So if you're trying to tell me, that all they have to do is be better than the Atlanta Braves and the San Francisco Giants, I could be sold on that.
1: One last thing on Philly before we move on. Good teams can draw with, from their organization in times of need. The Phillies have not been able to do that. They just haven't been able to. So that's not a managerial thing. No, that's an organization-wide problem. You have to be able to dip into your minor league system and get quality ball more. players out, and they
0: haven't. They have the longest playoff drought going in the National League they haven't been there since 2011 they have spent maybe not so wisely but we shall see good luck to Rob Thompson tonight against the Angels the perfect tonic who have lost eight in a row speaking of which they got swept in a double dip yesterday did the halos in the boogie down what was the bigger story for you on the mound the continued dominance of Nestor Cortez and Jamison Tyone who was perfect through seven last night or Shohei getting blasted for a second straight season on the mound in New York?
1: You know where I'm going with this answer. I'm gonna give all the credit to my guys Nestor and Tyone. I got to catch some of Tyone's game yesterday. And you know, entering the season, what did we call that rotation? Cole and the question marks, right? That's what that's what we kept mm-hmm. saying. That ain't that's not the case anymore. Nope. Like I like I think obviously Garrett Cole is still a really good pitcher, but now he is surrounded by some studs. And watching Tyone yesterday. We talk about Nestor and how he mixes everything up and keeps everyone off balance. There is just a little bit of funk to Tayon, and I can't really put my, my my mind on it. I need to get in the box against him. But there's just a little bit of funk there. Everything's kind of coming out of the same angle, too. And he's able to, like, especially yesterday, obviously he took a perfect game into the eighth, he's able to throw six pitches for strikes, so Nestor, it's hard to game plan against him because he can add and subtract so much, but Tyone can throw all of his pitches that are plus pitches for strikes. It just makes it for a really tough at bat. You know, he's throwing that change up really well. I think that's like his fourth pitch. Uh, the change up is working. And then as long as he's locating that fastball at the top of the zone, like he has been, I mean, he's it's nasty, man. So the Yankees, the Yankees are just reaping the benefits of two guys who are just came out and have overperformed, basically. It, and it was awesome to see.
0: Do you think that'll continue throughout the season?
1: At this level, no. And that's not to, that's not taking away from any of these pitchers. It's just it's tough to put up those numbers. I mean, Nestor Cortez has a 1-5. I don't think he's a 1-5 pitcher. I don't. like. But he has I,
0: been. I know. Luke, he has been since last May. He really – I mean, he has been – this hasn't been a two-month thing. This has been almost a full season now with him.
1: I mean, I know it. I know it. So, yes, you know what <laughs> – it sucks for me to say it, but he's, he's not going to be he's not going to in the ones by the end of the year, and that's fine. I mean, my goodness, if if you told Yankees fans that Nestor Cortez is going to give you 30 starts and he's going to give you, like, in the threes, you would have signed up immediately for that. A second. Yep. He might start uh, the damn all-star a- game. So, like, this could. is... The, and it's not just Tyone. It's not just Cortez. We're talking about Montgomery. You're talking about Savvy, too. Like, these guys have all pitched really well, along with Cole. Like, this yep. has been a rotation that's maybe one of the best in baseball.
0: Yeah, not only are there, you know... Pitched really important really important in a year where bullpen arms are going down left and right when you're getting six or seven innings out of a starter almost every day. That is great news for a team. That's why they have the best record in the American League. I do want to touch on Otani very quickly because he was getting bashed left and right in the Twitterverse and that's fine. You could take your shots at him. Well, you know what? He isn't tough enough to be a New Yorker. We didn't want him when he he passed on us. He could never make it here. Y'all are full of shit, and that includes a lot of people that work at our place, too, because guess what? If he's a free agent in two years and he signs with you guys, you're going to be like, fuck, yes, Otani is here. So don't start bad-mouthing him right now because you've taken it to him a couple of times, which you have. He's got an ERA of 27 in less than four innings of work in the Bronx. Yeah, what what do you got?
1: Who's someone at our network, John Boy Media, is bashing Otani? Who is that? I need to know.
0: I don't have to name names. You can is it one of our producers? Yep. I I'm not here to name names. Oh it's just it's ridiculous that all these people are like, well, he's not tough enough for New York. You mean the team that hasn't won anything in over a decade? He's not tough enough to pitch there or play there. Garrett Cole plays in New York. That guy complains about everything. Right, exactly. And by the way, <laughs> what has he done for you so far? He hasn't brought you pretty, anything.
1: He's pretty good though.
0: He is good. He's great. He's re- he's really, really good. And and everybody gives you know, he's a lifelong Yankee fan. He holds the sign when he's 10 years old, all that sort of stuff. Um, all I'm telling you is just save your tweets, pin your tweets right now, because in two years, if he becomes a free agent and y'all make a play for him and he wants to come there and, buy, you know, don't give me this shit, oh, he's not tough enough for New York. Go fly your ass over to Japan and let's see how tough you are to go move to a new country. You would you would cry to your mommies and daddies. You would. So stop in, with that.
1: As an international man myself, I agree with you, Chris. These guys would know what to do if they got sent over there. It takes a strong man to go international and take over the damn country.
0: That's right. You were you were crawling on your hands and knees to come back after 12 days. <laughs> Try spending six months somewhere else.
1: My blood man, is just oh, full man. of
0: espresso right now. My gosh, it's all I got. And once again, it's fine. You could go say, hey, man, we kicked your ass, Otani, but don't give me this bullshit. Or you're not tough enough for New York. Whatever.
1: Otani. Stop. Oh my Otani in New York, by the way, would be amazing. So look out.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Padres continue their four-game set in Milwaukee. Brewers with a four-run ninth last night, capped off by Andrew McCutcheon, who snapped an 0 for 32 slide with a walk-off single. Now, do the Brewers and or the Padres, who we both believe are serious playoff contenders, still need hitting help?
1: I'm going to stick with the Brewers here and say yes, they do, uh, even though the record is 33-20 and 20 with the roster currently constructed. That's a pretty dang good record. Uh, there's been some injuries to the pitching staff, as we know, and I believe that as we get later into the season, more and more, especially nowadays, the talent gets concentrated to the top teams. We're gonna, we're just gonna see more teams. I, I see more teams trading players to these, uh, teams that are within reach of the postseason. So there's going to be some more talent on the teams they're fighting against. But they're gonna, they're going to do something. I've told you this before. I have it on good word that they will make a move, if not two, on the offensive side of the ball. So I do believe that they, if they want to go into the postseason, you know. Guns ablaze, and they got to go ahead and pick somebody up offensively, 100%.
0: Yeah, I actually think both these teams do, and I don't know exactly what the Padres are waiting for. I really think that there's some guys out there from teams that are already looking ahead to 2023 that could really help. Like, Why is Andrew Benintendi still in Kansas City? He won't be. He won't be. But what are we waiting for? It's now June. (laughs) Um, I know that there's an additional playoff spot. But man, if you're the Padres, like, is it as simple as waiting around? Well, waiting around for Fernando Tatis and Andrew? Why wouldn't you go get Andrew Benintendi?
1: You know, it's it's a good question, and I really believe the team should be out there shopping right now, and they are. They're making phone calls, but I don't think they're doing it as aggressively as they do towards the end of July. When's the? Is it August now? Is the new trade deadline? Yeah, August it's like 2nd, August
0: second or third. Yeah, something like that.
1: And It is weird to me. The teams tend to wait that long. I guess they do want to see where they're at with, you know, the, the two months left in the season. They want to see if they're still there, but a team like the Padres knows they're going to be there. They should be trying to go out and make moves early. And um Beniteni is a, a great name for that. There's a ton of other ones uh, on some teams that we're going to talk about later in the show uh, that are going to be giving up players. So Padres, go ahead and get them. Brewers, go ahead and get them. I think the Cardinals have some room for people. They're, like Every team has room to improve, and they're all going to. That's why I say the Brewers 100% need to also add. They can't be left behind with the way they're constructed right now. I know they can pitch the ball, but you know they're going to need some spark with that offense as well. I mean, McCutcheon 0 for 32 before that gets the walk-off. Thank you very much. Hopefully that gets him going. But uh, you need you need as many bats. You need to have that lineup lengthened. Going into the yeah, postseason. I um.
0: By the way, I loved Kutch's interview um, after last night with Sophia Minner down on the field. He was like he told the fans, "Thank you for sticking with me. Like this has been a this has been really hard. Let's remember, it's lonely. The former, yeah, former National League MVP. I can't imagine. I mean, I've talked to guys, countless guys, who when they're going through one for twenty four and they're on a road trip, it's three a.m. and they're standing in front of a full length mirror in their underwear trying to figure out their swing. Like I can't imagine the loneliness."
1: You, you feel that you, I mean, alone is the perfect word for it. You feel like every single person is watching you be alone. If that makes any sense, like you feel like yeah. everyone is staring at you and laughing at your troubles while simultaneously, you feel like no one can help you. And doesn't matter, you know, what anyone says. It's like, it's, it's a weird, thing. I'm going back at how many games that he has had hit list now. So 11 games Got a hit. like 11 oh, games was the last
0: day before uh before yesterday when he got a hit may what
1: uh twenty sixth. so it wasn't 11 games i'm sorry no that's not 11 games he had, he had a bunch of 0 for fives which hurt <laughs> even yeah. more so than the 0 for fours the 0 for fours you could yeah, take a little tough. bit when you start he had four 0 for fives that hurts
0: By the way, a little cleanup here. Uh, August 2nd is indeed the trade deadline. Thank you, producer extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco. Good work as always. Uh, Finally, before we get out of here on the YouTube and the podcast side of things, we'll stick around on AMP and talk to you live. Uh, Did we see the the grumpiest ballpark attendant ever last night knocking down the cup pyramid? What? do? what are we doing here in Chicago? What are we doing? Like, this is where this stuff should, this should be mandatory. That guy should be helping to build a pyramid. He should be the one with one, put it up on top, raise his arms triumphantly and getting cheered by the crowd instead of knock this shit. What are we doing?
1: I don't know. This is the point of baseball. Baseball is cool because it's outside during the summertime. You can go there and have beers with your friends. Like Jimmy always says, it's a conversationalist sport. You can go there, chop it up with your boys while you're drinking beers and then have fun like this. I don't understand it at all. Like unless they were being rambunctious and we didn't see the whole video, maybe some beer is being spilled on somebody, then maybe I get it. But it looks like they were just having a good time. This guy not having a good time,
0: bro. Like get this guy out of there. I don't like it. I don't like How it. can you, you, you should have to pass a fun test in order to work in the bleachers at Wrigley field, right? Like we'll give you different scenarios. Hey, there's a stack. There's a cup stacking, uh, congregation <laughs> over here with, with a uh, drunk beer guy. What do we do? Do we a help fill out the pyramid B knock it out D C turn your back and act like it never happened. Like a and C, are acceptable answers. B, you don't get the gig. You're out.
1: For a couple of different reasons, this was stupid. One, yes, he should have brought them over like three or four more cups and then got the entire bleacher section to cheer for him. And then that would have been the clip instead of him knocking it over. I guarantee all of his friends like, dude, Jerry, what are you doing? I don't know if this guy's name is Jerry, but he looks like a Jerry to me.
0: (laughs) Jerry, what are you
1: doing, bro? And the other reason is these guys were basically picking up trash. I mean, those cups would have been on the floor. Now they're mm-hmm. placing them neatly in a pyramid shape. You know, maybe they'll break them down fast like those people do. I don't know. Maybe that was the plan. But we'll never know because Jerry, the ballpark attendant, did not like it.
0: Yeah. Unnamed ballpark attendant. <laughs> yeah. I remember the old. How about the, the, the cup snake that they've done out there in Wrigley? The, the, those are fun. Yeah. Right? And
1: cup again, sa- those are they're picking up trash. You should welcome this.
0: Well, I hope we're putting it in the recycling, aren't we? It,
1: it was on the floor. All those cups were not like in the recycling bin, those were on the floor, right? So okay. you take that big oh. snake, you shove it in the recycling thing, boom, you're done. But Jerry's over it. Piss me. Even off.
0: if let me say, even if it's rules, I can't believe we're spending this much time on it. it let's say it's stadium rules that they cannot have a pyramid that's that high. He should have come over with four more cups and said, Hey, okay, guys, we got to take this down, but let's build it up as high as we can and we'll have fun knocking it down. Instead, yeah, he just let, came over.
1: let the guy knock it down.
0: Right. Let him enjoy it. Yeah. You know, let's do it together. Whatever. All right. We Honestly, out. what do you have to huh.
1: <laughs> outside of the baseball bleachers to so say you're on the playground? OK, one of your peers, you, you, you do this domino thing. OK, one of your peers comes over and knocks your domino stack down. That is you can fight for that, I think. I think it's, it's totally socially acceptable to fight someone. You spend all that time. Now, don't do that in the stands. That's not OK but you know what I'm saying,
0: right? That's, that's a fightable offense. It's mean. All right. What do you have coming up on John boy media?
1: I don't know. I got got talking baseball right after this Friday. I believe Jimmy's on the IL with a toothache. So I think me and me and uh, me and Jakey boy are taking it all down
0: today. Okay. That'll be fun for you. What about you, Ben? Uh, Well, Trevor May episode of the Rose rotation yesterday. we got a little bit of obviously news with the, You know, him walking us through the injury portion of his life uh, that is still out for public consumption. And then we're going to have to end about three minutes early because Lucas Giolito will be joining me at the bottom of the hour. Yeah, a lot to talk with him about. I mean, holy smokes, their season has not gone well. But he'll always be honest. Yeah. Always. Plus some really good news in the Giolito family where his wife Ari graduated uh, from veterinary school. She is officially a vet. He was able to go to the ceremony in the middle of the season. We'll talk to him about that whole thing. So that'll be fun. Uh, that. Shout out to our producer, the one and only Robbie Shirocco. T. Ploof, it is so good to have you back, my friend. I love it. Yeah. You know what that is? You're not, you smacking somebody's ass?
1: No, I'm knocking down a pyramid.
0: Oh, sorry. I, think, I, I Actually, I idea. think
1: I just flipped hey, the Jerry's it's... side. I think I flipped the Jerry's side. I want to go, <laughs> I'm going to go start knocking everyone's <laughs> pyramid down. It seems kind of fun.
0: You know what? Start at the playground or the beach where they're making sandcastles. It'll really make the kids happy this weekend. Oh, goodbye, Jerry. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for tuning in to Baseball Today presented to you by Shady Rays.